This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Did you know that a man once jumped into a bulletproof window so much that he busted it out of the frame and fell to his death? I do. Hey, I'm Nicholas Howe, and I made an improvised comedy storytelling podcast about this death and many others. Using a multiverse of me's as the catalyst, I explore the various ways people have died. I also have special guests on and freak them out about how dangerous the world is. Did you know lakes can explode? You do now. Listen to the How Will I Die podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on Twitter at H-W-I-D-I-E-P-O-D. Hey everybody, I am John Miller, and as promised, this is <laughs> It's for Old Missouri, and I'm John Miller, and with me is Blake Stark in one of my many homes, not my not my usual palatial studio setup, but you know what, unfortunately, we got kind of a shitty game to break down here, don't we, Blake? Man, I wasn't expecting to do this show. This is uh I'm emotionally raw right now. This is like going to be like on-air therapy probably for hey, both of us, I think. Hey, you know what I just realized, though? Here's the good news, buddy. We can still go 11-1. and one. Yeah. As we both yeah. predicted, we can still totally go 11-1. Yeah, and just got to pull yeah. off that. No problem, Georgia obviously. Upset, right. Yeah, obviously we're in good shape going well, forward. Well, hey, a lot of other teams suck, too, as we <laughs> saw today, right? Yeah, that's, that's where we have to, uh, I guess hang our hats at this point but you know it's just unbelievable to me you really look at the stats here Missouri lost a game to the Wyoming Cowboys in which Kelly Bryant threw for 423 yards and their quarterback completed six passes for 92 yards and we lost if you had given me those stats before the game what what would you have thought we had won by twenty one? Yeah, it would have been something like that. It would have been the outcome that I not only predicted but I I bet on. So yeah, I I would have thought that I'd be cashing a ticket and uh, we'd be moving on to to one and zero. I'm just I mean obviously I'm in complete shock. You know the thing was like it again I I I made a little reference to our game by game predictions there and my prediction was that basically hey I wouldn't be surprised if this game is close early hey second quarter would be about seven seven i think is what i said what was the exact opposite of that missouri looked like it was dominating the game through the first quarter and here we are we just then i I hate to say it i'm not saying i'm completely blaming barry odom when i say this but it's once again it's another case of sloppy football under barry odom costs us yet another game can you believe that yeah i'm you know as i was watching the game it looked to me like a lot of these, I mean, big mistakes, and obviously there were huge mistakes. They they were, I mean, they were really bad player errors. Like the, you know, the, obviously the round tree fumble. I'm not sure if I've ever seen him fumble before. Right, Ke- he's not a big fumbler. Kelly Bryant's fumble, which I didn't like that play call, but but still, I, he shouldn't have fumbled there. Both of those get scooped and returned. One for a touchdown, one for a, you know, a, a 10-point swing right at the end of the half. I mean, those are player errors. You can't put those on Barry Odom. But, again, it's it's the team not being sharp early in the season. And we keep seeing Barry Odom teams having to battle back, being behind the ball. And, and that was one of the big things in my – obviously it was an optimistic prediction that – you know, we both had optimistic predictions. Sure it predictions, was. Of course it was. But I think we both kind of thought that this might be the season where this team was – 
was ready to go out of the gate, where this team was motivated and sharp early. And I'm just afraid now we're going to have one of these seasons where, you know, we're sitting at like two and four or something like that. Sure. And then we then we reel off five wins and wind up somewhere, you know, and, and it's like we, at the end of the season, you're sitting there like what could have been, you know? Well, and not only that, it, it's just quite honestly, Blake, in terms of attendance and just fan excitement, this is the worst case scenario. Missouri needed to get off to a good start. And when you go to Wyoming before you've even had a home game, before this huge home stretch here that we're going to have, and you lose this game, my God, you want to talk about losing the fan base. Like, there's just no positives to take from this game. I hate to say it. And here's the real problem. We could we could say, oh, that Larry Roundtree fumble, that was a bit of a fluke. We could say those turnovers are a bit of a fluke. But, man, when we're just getting gashed in the second quarter with the rushing game, that doesn't feel like a fluke. That feels a little bit like... I don't know when we played Southwest Missouri State or whoever it was a couple years ago, and our defense just got completely gashed. That's just when are we going to start playing good defense under Barry Odom? I'm just I'm waiting for it. When's it going to happen? Well, I mean, the strength of this team defensively last year was obviously against the rush, right? Exactly. So, so I'm a little confused as to why. Obviously, we gave up those two huge, you know, 61 and 75 yard rushing touchdowns in the second quarter. But it was because we had all 11 guys in the box. So I don't understand why they don't trust the the front seven, the defensive line, and, and Kale Garrett and the linebackers to control this team, this, you know, whack team. Or I, don't, I don't even know what the fucking comment is. I think they're Mountain West. Mountain yeah. West, whatever it is. You know, you know I know your point. At yeah. this point, Regardless, you know, you're right. I'm emotional. Sure, sure, I sure. might be inebriated. What? No. We'll see. But, like, you don't need to put 11 guys in the box to stop Wyoming's running game. You can still have safeties and support. You don't have to sell out to stop it at the line of scrimmage. And they break the line of scrimmage and wind up with two ridiculously long touchdowns that, I mean, those are the difference in the game. Or the the turnover touchdowns are the difference in the game. There's just so many things that broke wrong for us. And I, I, don't, I, just, I, I don't agree with that, setting the defense up that way in the second quarter to allow those things to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, you really look at Wyoming's run game. It wasn't all that efficient. It was explosive. They had two hugely explosive run plays. You look at Xavion, Xavion, I don't even know if that's his right first name, but Valade, that's who it was. He had 15 carries for 118 yards, 61 yard long. And to me, that was the worst play of the game defensively because when you really look back on that, Clearly, we don't have the all 22, but we had a good enough angle there. You could just see our safeties essentially just blew out to the outside. And then once once Mr. Valaday there got through the first level, there was no second level. Now, to me, I'm going, now what is that defense when you have no run support in the second level whatsoever? That just doesn't make any sense to me. Why are we – I know it's it was almost like we were overly aggressive and not trusting our own – scheme and talent based defense whatever it might be but whatever the answer is we can't be giving up these kind of explosive plays to Wyoming again I can I can forgive I can say those turnovers maybe we can clean those up a little bit but the fact that we're still getting gashed defensively again my in the preview I was saying hey this is an old man football team we should know what they're going to do and guess what happened the guy was six of 16 passing for 92 yards 
Turns out that analysis was correct, and yet we still could not stop them from running the football and, and explosively. What, did what this, the hell? What did this quarterback have rushing, like 115? He was 12 for 120 with his 75-yard yeah, touchdown the 75 run. Yard, Again, it's just you give up some explosive there. plays there, and for the most part, we played okay, but... Again, it's just there's times where we're just – it seems to me schematically – again, I'm kind of now – I'm flashing back a little bit to 2016 and another crucial play where Isaiah McKenzie beat Arion Penton over the top, and we basically brought – there was no safety help over the top. It just seems like sometimes we're a little over-aggressive. I don't know. I'm not sure what it is, but so you maybe saw, that's just selective you memory. Saw it pay but, off, you, say it, you saw it pay off a couple times in the – you know in the goal line situations when they're on offense and we sent the house and that quarterback, not, not a good thrower. And you put pressure on him and he threw the ball into the ground. Like right. That was times. one of the worst throws yeah. I've ever seen. Where he had yeah. opportunities to throw touchdown passes and that works inside of the, you know, when they're coming in and they're they're you know, at the five yard line going in, there's no reason to roll the dice like that from their 25. You don't have to, you don't have to sell out to get a, you know, a, a zero yard run or a one yard loss. You know, you've got the entire field to make this team go down the entire field and beat you. And I think they only did that one time this entire game. Right. And, and we put ourselves in a position two different times where we sold out on their side of the field trying to hold them to a, a negative play, playing the run, and, and we gambled and lost and gave up 14 points on two really long rushes. That You take those two rushes away, and, and it's like statistically they almost did nothing other than that. Right. Yeah, especially their passing game was totally ineffective. And again, you take away those two explosive plays, and you're totally right. I, and at the same time, though, I'm still here. Let me just let me just go down the stats here real quick. I guess we don't have defensive stats now that I'm looking at it real quick. We're doing this game rather quickly after the end of the game. But just from my mind, do we ever sack the guy? I mean, it, not that they had a lot of deep dropbacks or anything, but again, the Missouri pass rush for the most part non-existent. And again, well, it's when, just I mean, when we went after him on passing plays and pressured him, he threw the ball terribly and threw it away. So he really I, did. I don't know that we got sacks on him, but I I didn't think that the pressure on passing plays was an issue. Okay, but uh, but this is not a passing team, so I don't know that I don't know that that's gonna right. I don't know that looking at that. No, you're gonna, you're probably right. I mean, they didn't attempt a lot of passes; only sixteen attempts. I mean, obviously that doesn't include. Sacks. I don't know how many there were. Looking at the box score, we got here good really pressure quickly, on, the, but... on the first drive, and they had a third down, and I think maybe Jordan Elliott was like unblocked, and and we got right. we got a we got a pressure and an incomplete pass and a punt. So I don't I don't know. I, it's hard to analyze whether or not the pass rush is better or worse or was effective in this game because there there just weren't a lot of opportunities. No, you're right. That that's a fair point. You know, I guess. You know, really, when I look at it, I think maybe one of my biggest complaints, and something after we did our preview, I started getting a little bit worried about the place I think football is going to is let's throw the ball on first down. Let's throw the ball more because it's it, the idea of the old school, old man football idea is let's establish the run, let's get that three yards in a cloud of dust. But the sort of more analytically motivated, or maybe I would just say, I'm I'm this way too. I'm more logically motivated. Like, yeah, throw the ball more because you tend to get more yards per attempt throwing the ball than you do rushing the ball. And so my worry with Missouri, I look back as much as I love Larry Roundtree, as much as I love how good our running game was last year, we ran the ball on a majority of the snaps last year. 
And once again, we still ran the ball almost the majority of this. I think we still would have ran the ball more if we weren't behind. But if you really look at the stats, again, 42 carries for 114 yards. Then we had 48 passing attempts for 423 yards. We need to pass the ball more. And I guess, long story short, once we got up 14-0, 14-3, it was 14 nothing after the first quarter, to me, we just got too conservative. And we we're just like, oh, we'll just run the ball out at this point. We don't need to show anything. We got cocky. And then guess what? All of a sudden, Wyoming score, outscores us 27-3 to fucking three in the second quarter. That was worse than the monsoon quarter of South Carolina last year. An utter disaster, by all accounts. You had to make that comparison lump together. How could I not? It's worse. It's not even a comparison. It's worse, Blake. It's way worse. We lost 27-3 in one quarter to the Wyoming Cowboys. So I'm thinking back to the first half, and obviously we're watching this game together, and even when things were going well, even when we're up 14-0 and things are going well, I think we both were a little concerned that it seemed like Dooley had – oversimplified the offense. I and, thought so. And dialed it down too much for Kelly Bryant and, and focused on the on the running part of his game. And I mean that was right about the time that they ran him and he got the you know, he had the fumble that, that led to seven points for Wyoming. But we we were you know, you and I are both calling for, you know, let, let let's throw it down the middle. Let's see what you know, Albert O, I don't think he got a a catch until the third quarter, the second quarter. When he well, the second quarter, he had that drop that wouldn't even he didn't even catch the ball. So, right, he had three receptions on the day. They don't have his target stats yet, but but it was, it was for seventy two yards. We weren't using any of these weapons that we have at any point, except for you know unless we were in a third down situation. So Wyoming made some adjustments to stop our run game, and they were able to do that because we we didn't show any kind of multiplicity on offense. And I thought that. I mean, it looks to me like Kelly Bryant can can put the ball where he needs to put it for the most part. Like, I, I, I wasn't upset with the way he threw the ball. I was really upset with one decision. but He, he put, made some really bad – he made a couple bad decisions, especially obviously the one where right. we should have had the field goal is like, you know, third and goal from the 15-yard line, something like that. Also, maybe a bad I, – I, maybe we can talk about this because I'm not sure about this offensive penalty on Albert O. So, we're at, what are we at the, at the two or the – whatever and it was third yes. down and right. that that D-back comes up right. in the box and and jams, they kind of chuck each other in our yeah, opinion. He jams Alberto right. and Alberto pushes back and the guy's much smaller so right. the guy goes flying backwards and Alberto's open. Right. I mean, that guy initiated the contact. What is Alberto supposed to do? Right. In my opinion at the very least they both kind of initiated it was like all right this guy's trying to jam me at the line of scrimmage well guess what i'm gonna fight off that jam What's now our buddy jake vaguey argued he's played some tight end before and he was saying ah you know there's a difference between obviously fighting off a jam and pushing off which obviously is true but just to me in my opinion if that guy is going to simultaneously try to push you, then then it's a battle. Especially we're we're less than five yards there. Like I, I hated that call. I really did. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't understand how you're supposed to. I don't. Maybe I just don't understand how you're supposed to officiate that. But it it doesn't seem fair to penalize a guy that's much bigger because a much smaller guy tried to jam him. But regardless. Kelly well, Bryant, again, I'm, just real quick, I don't think they call that if that guy doesn't fall down, by the way. Yeah, if he keeps not. his feet, they don't call the play, so they don't call the penalty. So props to him for being small and wimpy. <laughs> right. Way to, way to take the dive, bro. Soccer. Soccer, everybody. But, yeah, I, I mean, 
but yeah, Kelly Bryant, for the most part, he looks to me like you could run a similar offense to what we had last year. He Maybe. threw some really excellent balls today. That's the positive to take away from it. So you can you can run. I mean, you need to use Alberto in the middle of the field. You need to use these receivers. I mean, Jonathan Nance, I thought, looked pretty good. He he His, his touchdown catch was great. I mean, he made a guy miss. He, he got down the field. He looks good. I mean, Jail- Cam Scott had a bad drop, but he looked really good at, at points when he when he got the ball. So uh, you can't forget about those guys and getting the ball to them, and not necessarily on you know outs and you know and and button hooks and comebacks that are safe throws. You can't have all safe throws. You got to give those guys an opportunity to get the ball in space in the open field and make plays. And I think they can. And I and when we had to do that and we started to open it up. Even on those, you know, those couple of drives where we were inside the five, and obviously fucked them up pretty bad. Um, but we got down there by getting the ball to the wide receivers. I mean, we moved the ball very quickly down the field a lot of times. We had fast drives and we had big chunk plays, and we didn't get in the end zone, you know, on, on enough of them. But I, I think the offense is. I think Dooley needs to allow the offense to be similar to the offense last year, and. You need to use Kelly Bryant's, you know, mobility as, you know, an addition to the offense and not dial the offense back just because the quarterback can run. Yeah, I guess I was just hoping for, I mean, obviously it's just one game, so we don't need to, this is the trap of football, right? Like if, if this was baseball and the Cardinals lost the first game to the Marlins, we wouldn't be completely overanalyzing it, but that's how football goes. This is, this is what we have to do, right? So my point is, is I guess just based on my, here's my, having said that, here's my overreaction to one game. I was hoping that I would see a more efficient offense from Missouri in this game because it did seem like, you know, at times last year, we we relied a lot on explosive plays to produce points. And I was just hoping for more efficiency this year. And so far I haven't quite seen it. And by the way, speaking of last year, I'm trying to remember the exact situation, but there was a crucial third and two type situation in this game where, again, the the, the much maligned play from last year in the Kentucky game, a crucial, like, again, about third and two where we roll Drew Locke out and he throws the ball out of bounds, which I decried because really we just needed to run some clock there. Well, in this particular situation, I would love for Kelly Bryant to throw it out of bounds because he then just loses three yards unnecessarily, doesn't throw it out of bounds. He reversed the field. He, right, so then it's fourth and year, five instead the, of fourth and two, and I, I just I, think I don't the thought, know. I, I, why is Derek Dooley in love with that like, rollout to the short side of the field deal in a crucial spot? I'd like to know that. I don't know, but I think that like we all kind of had it in our head that you know, if that play happens and it's Kelly Bryant with the ball versus Drew Locke with the ball, he'd run Kelly, for it. Kelly yeah, Bryant exactly. Gets, Kelly Bryant gets that corner, right. gets it two yards. But we saw. Well, I don't time, know if that was there, but at the same time, right. Kelly throw it out of bounds. Yeah, yeah I mean, Kelly Bryant reversed the field and and ran around and lost three yards on the other side of the field. So it was it was almost even worse. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I hope that he doesn't limit the offense. Like it looked to me like. I, I love the first drive. It was dominant. It was physical. It really was. We ran it down their throats and scored. But then it looked like we fell in love with that and were and were slow to. I thought after that after that drive, you show them just a physical, in your face, run it down your throat type of drive. The next drive, you should have an opportunity to 
open it up and throw some passes. They should be selling out for the run. And they, I think they did sell out for the run against us the rest of the game, and we didn't run it very effectively you know, after the first two drives. And we, it didn't seem, I don't know, I felt like there was an opportunity there to, to switch it up, and, and we, didn't, we didn't do it. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I'm with you. And I, I guess just one thing I'm starting to maybe, you know, again, I don't want to overreact from one game, but here we go. I just maybe one thing I'm realizing I was hoping we'd be a little bit safer, efficient with Bryant under center versus lock, which is more of a long ball, explosive kind of deal, especially with Emmanuel Hall involved. But, you know, we saw that first touchdown. We saw Bryant make just an unbelievable, a truly just special athletic play to shake their blitzing safety there, step up in the pocket, find Jonathan Nance for the touchdown there. That was a really special play. But then, man, we've just seen some uh, – we've already seen some plays where you're going, uh, Kelly, we need to protect the ball a little more there, you know, manage the game a little better. I guess I was just hoping he, as a, you know, fourth, fifth-year senior, I was hoping he'd be a little bit more careful with the ball, especially in that really big spot when we're down 10 and he just – you know, gets flushed to the left there, like buddy. I mean, that was a throw. That, that was a freshman throw. That was a. It really was. Shot. I mean, honestly, like that's that's just such. You know, I think momentum can be overrated at times, but that was a momentum play, and it's not just a momentum play. That's a staying within one possession of the fucking game play. Like you just can't do that. Like it's third and goal. You've got like the eighteen yard line, whatever it is. Like your odds of actually converting there are probably 10 percent or less yeah and we can fast forward to the end of the game and i mean that that's a a situation that none of us have been in and that's a an incredibly you know pressure packed situation on fourth and 11 with 30 seconds left and he locked on a jonathan johnson who's probably the smallest guy back there right and fires it in the middle of the field and if you watch the replay tyler Beatty leaked open eight yards in front of him and Tyler it would have been a first down Tyler Beatty gets that first down. right he just I mean he seemed like that moment was was too big for Kelly Bryant and you you sort of hope that being as experienced as he is that he would have you know he would have kept the play alive and looked at the field I mean he was locked on a Jonathan Johnson and a lot of people bitched about that about Drew Locke for a lot of years that he you know he would lock onto the first receiver and not look not check down and that was almost a you know it was that was a, a prime example of someone having one read and I mean, it was two seconds, and he threw it. He didn't take any time. He didn't look at the field. He just fired it into the middle of a, a crowded middle of the field right. for a touchdown that we didn't we didn't need. We had thirty five seconds left. He may be a little bit more. I hate to say it, Kelly Bryant may be a little bit more of a one read and then tuck the ball and run kind of player than maybe I hoped. I was hoping at least he'd get to the second read. You know, like as a quarterback, to me. Like well, you're ne- you're did, almost like never gonna get into your third or fourth read, right? But you gotta at least get to your second read. Think, That's were, my thing. You were just talking about the play on the first drive with, with Nance where he he dropped back, pocket kind of collapsed, he made a move, he stepped up, and he, he kept his eyes up and he found he found Nance for the touchdown. It was a shorter play. Yes. It wasn't quite as obviously the, the pressure was not, not the same thing as fourth and eleven at the end of the game, but it seemed to me like the game was slow to him then, you know, so he, he read the play, reacted made the right read on that play at the end of the game, he he did not. You know, he made he just saw one guy and threw it to one guy. Right. He wasn't even pressured. There was no one I mean, he had time, he could have done a lot of different things. And yeah, that was a disappointing ending to the game. You know, I just think overall I 
I do think, you know, obviously we've had some criticisms for Kelly Bryant here. <laughs> some criticisms for Kelly Bryant here. And to be honest, my main takeaway is not, oh, man, Kelly Bryant. Boy, he sucked. I'm just surprised, and I think he was surprised too, but I think we're all surprised that he was in the spot that he was in. And again, for the most part, I thought he threw some really beautiful balls that, and there was a couple of them that you know we weren't drops. easy catches, we but drops. we definitely had some drops. There were some balls that his receivers could have helped him out with, for like sure. coming, coming out of the end zone on that. Yeah, they pinned us deep on that one where uh, Floyd didn't catch it; it didn't quite hit him. It was an odd thing, but on the second down play, I mean, Cam Scott he hit he hit Cam Scott at the first down marker, and he, he didn't catch it. And I hate to say it, and this is going to sound really. This may sound like sour grapes or just weak, whatever, but it's also true. I mean, the fact that we had a couple fumbles that were returned for a touchdown, that doesn't usually happen. I mean, there's an element of luck there. and that, but But at the same time, that's not to excuse it. This game should have never been that close. And to be honest, this is a black mark. This is a huge black mark on Barry Odom's resume. I mean, my God, did we need to get off to a fast start here, Blake. And... Here we go. We're, we we lost to fucking Wyoming. I mean, I, honestly, like, I gave Gabe DeArmond some shit on Twitter. I was like, because he said, oh, you know, there's some Mizzou fans who think they could lose this game. I was like, oh, come on, Gabe. We're not going to really lose this game. And even Gabe was like, yeah, you're right. They're probably not going to. I just think it's, you know, they fucking lost, Blake. I they, can't believe it, man. They I just, found a way. It's just, you know, for the people who say Missouri's cursed, well, here's another feather in your cap, I guess. I don't know what to tell you, uh. But I guess this is our one loss in our eleven and one, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to look at it that way going forward. Like I said earlier, I mean, it's good. It there were teams that we have on our schedule that looked horrific. So, I mean, West Virginia had to come back against James Madison at home. So right. next week, I mean, go out. Well, Ole Miss did look good either. Ole Arkansas Miss, didn't yeah. look good. Ole Miss so. scored ten points at Memphis and lost. Tennessee, Tennessee lost to Georgia lost State. At home to Georgia State, right? Two and ten last year, yep. picked last in their division and. What is it, FCS, Division Two, whatever they call it these days? Right. So, I mean, other teams had worse days. That's, South Carolina lost to North Carolina. Yeah, that's not uh, – I mean, that doesn't help. I mean, it helps us, like, looking forward. So right. Obviously, these teams don't seem – But at the same time, I have a feeling hunting season is going to start early for a lot of our fan base, if you know what I'm saying, which yeah, means they ain't showing up. Man, there's a lot, like – I just out, makes me sad, man. Week. Come out next. We got a, the South End Zone. We're selling beer. Oh, I mean, for sure. Like, and it looks like it's gonna be nice weather too. Come on out. Yeah, I mean, we can we can <laughs> we can, we can reel them off. We've, we're we've, selling. We've shown it before. Oh, we're selling. I mean, I'll oh, be there. Man. I just don't want to be there by myself. You know oh I mean? man, I can't believe I'm having to sell this right now. Yeah, it's what, what a sad deal, dude. I just I, I wish there was something positive I could take away from this. What what is the positive takeaway from this game? Is there one? I'm not sure that there is. <sighs> I mean, if I dig down real deep, I guess I could say, you know, they, you know, they, I don't know, they didn't complete many passes. Uh, the run defense wouldn't have been bad if it hadn't given up those two huge runs. And Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Bryant threw the ball well. I just, I hope that. So basically, we just had the worst unlucky game ever. It, hopefully, that's true. That's our positive take. Well, but the problem is, I feel like we, I feel like you could have this. We could we could say the same thing about South Carolina last year. We could say the same thing about Kentucky last year. We could say you could almost say the same thing about Georgia last year. Just everything possible goes wrong, right? And the shit happens, right? But these we keep. I mean, I'm, I'm just, we've had a lot of these games where everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong, right? Under Odom, I and man, I. I God, I just want to. I want to be 
on Team Barry and things like this happen. <laughs> just like I just feel like we should have been better prepared. I mean, I, you know, I it's it's tough, man. I I don't know. Kelly Bryant looks like he can throw the ball pretty well. I I hope they figure out a way to get in a rhythm with. What about leave? What about abandoning Larry Roundtree? I mean, I get he had a fumble. That was a bad fumble. But he was he got a, how many carries did he have? Uh, fifteen to Tyler Beatty's sixteen, which is that's kind not of enough. Odd. That's not like, enough that's, carries. Yeah, I mean, fifteen for forty-one. He wasn't particularly efficient though either. Which I, I I'm he, looked, not really, he looked good early. I, he did. He did look good early. I agree. I just, it seemed like we were dominating the line of scrimmage early. It seemed like we were dominating the running game early, but. I don't know, man. Again, I just and at was... the risk of obviously Cream Hunt, not the greatest citizen and individual, but think back to his, you know, his first game as a chief. You know, he fumbled in his first carry, and, sure. And right well, after it... they went right back to him right after that, and he had an amazing game, and they beat the Patriots. And well, if they pro. sat him because of that one fumble, but that's was stupid. that it? I, I mean, I don't know. But Larry Larry Ramsell was missing. He kind of was at times in the second half. It felt like and. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he's he's uh, that's I, a little unusual. I like he's that. The, I definitely, if I were uh, working the beat, I would definitely ask that. He's the post-game. he's the rock to me that this offense is built on. Yeah, and and just to abandon him and only give him fifteen carries. Right after in that first drive, he was he was effective. Well, I mean, frankly, Beatty statistically was more efficient. So uh, you know, that's the interesting part. But I, I agree with you. You know, ultimately, Brian ended up eleven carries for twenty yards. That includes sacks, obviously, but. You know, just, uh, yeah, 42 carries ultimately for Missouri, 114 yards. That's not very efficient, is no, it? No, that's Again, that's just, I already I already said that at a certain point. But again, I, I just, it's a, it may seem really basic, but I think Missouri's got to throw the ball more. I really do, because when we did it, it worked. It really did. I, I really believe that. I, I just think Missouri's got to throw the ball more. Throw it. Throw it to open up the run. There's this whole old man football mentality that you have to establish the run. To me, establish the friggin' pass. Get up, get get a lead, and then run the game out in the fourth quarter. Like run the ball when they spread out and they they bring in their nickel and dime defense. That's when you run the ball, right? Yeah, like, well, just, I, I, I mean, just, think, I don't know. Think back to, I mean, what was maybe our best best offense that we've had recently. And I think this is. I think fourteen and fifteen were better offenses than even the ones we had, where Drew Luck's putting up huge numbers. We had a guy you like thirteen and fourteen, not fifteen. Uh, yeah, fifteen, <laughs> the worst offense in history. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thirteen. All good. But James Franklin was. I mean, he 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 was he was a, a good at throwing the ball. Sure, he was. But he was he also had the ability to run, and they used that they used it to you know open up the passing game. They didn't. I mean that that offense was a was a was an explosive offense, and you can run that kind of offense with a mobile quarterback. You don't have to pack it in, and and I don't want to be an all throw it all the time offense, but it you sh- it should the quarterback being able to run and also being able to throw should make your offense more multiple and harder to predict than you know what I mean. Well, yeah, and frankly, if you use. As the to, to me, the best Auburn offenses, for example, one of the best things that they do when they're really going well, especially like look at go back to the 2013 SEC title game, they would use the threat of that running quarterback to suck the defense in, and then they'd throw it over the top, and it's like that is so so ridiculously hard to defend. And and we have the I think we have the weapons to no, to we do have that. the personnel to be able to pull off that style of offense, but you know, I don't know. 
it's just it's hard to totally blame the offense because we just had some weird I don't know turnovers and sloppiness but yet I, it's just that's I don't know who to totally blame for it but I'll just say I'm tired of seeing it over the last three four years under Odom I'm just tired of seeing just these sort of inexplicable turnovers I'm tired of seeing block kicks and just you know by the way like how hilarious was it on Tucker McCann's First punt attempt, I believe, that we, like, false started the first two times Twice. or whatever. Yeah, Twice. right. Like, two times, back him up 10 yards or whatever. I think the punt turned out fine. But, you know, again, that's just – there's little details there that are just bothering me a little bit. And not all penalties are created equal, by the way. Like, false starts are never good. Occasionally, defensive pass interference – you know, sometimes you get away with those too. That's the other part of the Kelly, Kelly Bryant's horse. You collar. never get away with you never get away with false starts. Yeah, again, Kelly Bryant's horse car. That was a good play. Good penalty. Good penalty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he needed that saved us four points. Good job, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, ultimately, Tucker McCann seemed to be like a perfectly okay punter. He seemed like a perfectly cromulent punter. There yeah. were uh, <laughs> I, I I didn't see any like skill at like directional punting or, or pinning guys down i mean he kicked the ball far, definitely wasn't like a disaster expect. either not, yeah not he was the, fine not the same sure as, maybe not the same hang time i would as, say you know, was what i noticed but you know also really i'm i'm just i'm just tired of sloppy football maybe the gary pinkle era just colored me a little bit but i'm tired of seeing us just turn the ball over in the red zone and just dumb things and dumb penalties and just it's just early in the season, know. just yeah, bad, I, bad play. And it, it seems to be a theme. And, you know, this is, what is this, year four? Yeah, this is year four for Odom. So mm-hmm. he didn't have any, you know, I, I, I would have taken a timeout sooner um, on that, you know, going into getting the last drive back. But that's the only thing that, you know, from like a time management, which those, those have, I've had issues with him on the way he – Manages the clock at the end of games, right? So I probably would have taken it, but you can, you know, you can argue what you needed. Yeah, that was that was debatable, but I was with you on that one as well. So I didn't think he didn't didn't mess that part of the game up, but you know, and honestly, I mean, it looked like they were prepared when they first came out because you know we held them to two, 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 three and outs very fast. Totally, you know, we had two touchdown drives early on. It looked like they were ready, and then it just it got away from them, and I think it's because you know that they. The the offense didn't it they didn't expand the offense yeah like beyond what they did on the first two drives yeah and you're right I agree with that and yet to be honest I'm just I'm stupefied as well because we just had some of the weirdest most unusual plays you're ever gonna see like I just oh man I just what a brutal loss it's just you know the thing is like we can recover from this uh. My, I'm much more concerned about just the defense in general than the, the old, offense. Uh, to be every, honest, everything, but. everything that we're playing for is still on the table. <laughs> right, it is. You know, right? No, it's all true. It's just, boy, the signs aren't great at this Man, moment because I'm, I'm really, I just didn't. I just I'm really didn't. concerned about. I'm really concerned about these crowds now. These home game crowds. Uh, that's that's the thing. I'm like, my God, how many people are even going to get next week? Like, I just. Oh man, I just I really wanted to see the the momentum just pile on like we had with this schedule we had the opportunity to start six seven and oh or something like that if you beat south carolina and just we were both all eight and oh we were all the right. way in on eight and oh starts yeah it's yeah 
I think you unplugged your headphones, yeah, but that's it's okay. Fine. You're good. We're good. We're I'm picking up your tonight. mic. It's all good. We're, we're closing this baby out anyway, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, we're in, uh, we're in the throes of depression again. What can I say? It's, it's the, uh, it's the default mode for a Mizzou football fan. I don't know. I don't have a lot else to say at the end here. Uh, I don't know if you do. Uh, I don't know if you do, Blake. You have any other thoughts at the tip of your tongue there? Well, I had a little thought during the game that you know, Mizzou seems to give us these these situations where obviously everything's going terrible, and I think we were all resigned to having to basically at the start of the fourth quarter, like it doesn't look very good. You know, we're kind of resigned to the loss, but we do just enough to get that hope. Yeah, yeah, we're down six. We could actually win and with that a touchdown hope. and a PAT. And you have the hope, <laughs> and it makes the fourth quarter so much more memorable. You get back engaged, and then it falls short. Like that almost hurts right. worse. Seems like that happens to us. Classic Mizzou, a, a yeah. lot of times. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, it's, it, dude, it's it's fucking football season, man. Like, I guess we're gonna keep going, you know aren't mean? we? Yeah. What are we gonna do? Not. Watch? I mean, we're sure as fuck gonna keep making podcasts. I'll tell you that. Right. So it's uh, <laughs> it's football season. Uh, there's football to watch. There's gonna be NFL to watch. It's, it's the best time of the year. This is one game. Uh, you know, maybe we can turn it around. Maybe we, West Virginia clearly sucks too. They scored like seventeen points against the James. And we're Madison. ineligible for a bowl game anyway. Fuck it. Yeah, this yeah. season doesn't matter, right? So, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I bet. I think the odds of us winning the appeal just went up by eighty percent. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, because they now don't care now. We lost, yeah. and it looks like we're going to be shit anyway. So they're like, okay, we're for here's sure going to win the appeal. Yeah. Here's your bone. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, NCAA. Right. Thank you very much. Well, with that semi-optimistic and pessimistic (laughs) note by Blake, I think we should get out of here. What do you think? Yeah, let's go drink more. Let's go drink more. Way, way, way more. A whole lot more. Just way, way. Enough to forget that all this happened. And with that having been said, I'm John Miller. And for Blake Stark, and this has been For Old Missouri. with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.